Hello and welcome to another episode of our I'm Definitely Home for the Holidays special. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Probably Wrong About Everything. Today's guest, uh, we're welcoming back Yvonne and Lana Rados. They are the founders of the psychotherapeutic program Magic Witnessing Meditation based out of Vancouver, Canada. Yvonne is a head shaman and meditation master, whereas Lana is a uh, clinical psychotherapist. They have been on our program before, and I was also fortunate enough to attend one of their ceremonies back in October. Uh, we have had them on today to discuss the, wis the wisdom of compassion, consciousness, and the healing powers of natural medicine. I'm so grateful they're back on to continue this conversation. Uh, we definitely need to alter the negative belief surrounding this topic. So thank you for joining us today, and uh, I hope you enjoy. Uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered, this is an open mind, and you're listening to I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. Ivan is very much involved, but from a different perspective, from a more spiritual perspective. I'm like, uh-uh. No, that's just noise. <laughs> well, well, we'll get there too. But first, I, I, I'd love to reintroduce you guys for being back okay. on. Thank you so much. This is round two, I guess technically round three, but the, that the in-between we didn't record. And that was when I was invited to the ceremony and, and participated in that. So uh, thank you for joining me again. How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Always good. Always, almost always. <laughs> not so. all, not almost always. <laughs> no, my, if you ask my body, then my body can tell you the story. <laughs> my mind can give you excuses, and my emotions might confuse you. <laughs> yeah, but those are not me. Yeah. Because our beings are always always good. good. True. Well, you, you actually you make a good point because uh, I mean here we go we're jumping right into it but our bodies our physical bodies they age right they become you know not as functional as they used to be but it seems that our minds as we get older they become stronger mm. if we allow them to people call that wisdom. I I, um, I know that my master here would say, ah, that's not our minds. Okay. And I'm, I'm sure you'll have different word, but I just posted today something on Facebook. Um, some, some um, what is the, uh, the name of the person who interviewed you at that podcast, Buddha at the gas pump? Uh, uh, Richie uh, uh, Archer, uh, sure. is Archer, it? Yeah. He posted on Facebook an article written by a woman who was in a concentra concentration camp, mm. and she was just and she and her writing touched my soul and my heart, melted me. She was she she was so full of love for everyone, and and even those who tormented her. She said, "I just want to, I just wish I could approach him and ask." Was your childhood really, really bad? Who hurt you that bad? And and she was just so full mm. of love and wisdom. And what I said, and I just reposted that because I loved it. And I said, there's so much wisdom in, the, in this, uh, wisdom coming from the heart, because I believe that's the only place where the wisdom can come from, not mm. the mind. Mm. If that makes sense. Oh, no, I, yeah. It, so, yeah. Kindness and compassion, that's true wisdom. Uh, in my opinion, uh, and, and you see, we have all witnessed through history and maybe known, met some in person as well, people mm. who are highly intelligent right. but are not wise. Yes. Right? Yeah. So they might have brilliant minds, but they're not wise yeah. because they're not aligned with their hearts because they don't live in compassion. There is no wisdom without compassion. And I think compassion informs wisdom, makes us wise. Yes, so, darling. Perfect. I can see you want to say something. Yeah, you know, wisdom Wisdom is, is when you declare that you don't know. 
when you say I know nothing. Socrates. Know, in actual sense, you know, what do you know? You know, we don't know anything. <laughs> we only scratching the surface of something. We try to understand the mystery, but the mystery is so mysterious that cannot be demystified. And who is trying to find the mystery? Who is trying to find that, that clue how to conquer the entire universe? It's the mind. So mind is accumulating something that does not belong to the mind. Mind is a tube. It's a hollow, hollow tube. It's a vortex. It's a, it's a, right. it's a way. It's a tool. You know, mind is not real. It does not exist. It's a construct because of the thoughts. Are the thoughts real? No, they are not. They are compensation for lack of awareness, for a lack of consciousness. So what is the consciousness? Consciousness is the awareness that you are right now, right. here, present. And if you are not right now here in your consciousness, being neutral observer of everything that's in dual duality, then you're going to be attached to the mind who is going to take mm -hmm. you to duality. And that's where the mind will start to conquer, try to conquer the universe, try to accumulate as much as goodness, as much as possible to save itself or to create that false reality where the mind becomes a controller. You know? But the control, that controller and that that reality is just a bubble in the in the infinite field of infinite possibilities called wholeness. And consciousness belongs to that, while the mind belongs to the artificial creation. So when we call about wisdom of the mind, there's no wisdom in the mind. There is a knowledge of the mind. Mm. Mind tried to understand everything, but there is no way because mind is using borrowed thoughts. Because you don't own any thought of yours. Your thoughts are borrowed, imprinted. You know, like a, like a rewritable disk. You can add certain thoughts and you collect certain thoughts and you create some entity called personality, character, some false identity. And you try to defend that. You try to shield that. You try to justify that. You try to die for that. You know, and that creation brings pain. It brings separation, suffering, and being used by duality, swinging from positive to negative and not knowing who you are, where you are, where you're going. And all of that questions that are existential questions. And you got lost within your own mind. And the mind creates the reality according to this, you know, shift between positive and negative like a pendulum. So, so there is no wisdom in the mind, but there is a wisdom in consciousness. Because consciousness and the real wisdom is neutrality. Being neutral, right. what you're observing, because when you're neutral, you're going through the experience. You're not trying to uh, judge the experience. You're not trying to uh, change the experience. You're not trying to control it. You're just allowing it. And you are going through and you acquire understanding through that loving and trusting yourself while going through the experience. So loving trust is nothing else than the consciousness. And that's neutrality which is the true wisdom. And I knew you were going to say it's coming from consciousness. That's yeah. why I said my master would say differently, but I'm saying it's from the heart. But actually, you know, we're not that far apart. In no, our consciousness is the heart. I agree. I know. I mean, we are talking the I'm just same, taking the yeah. female approach yes. and you're taking the male approach, right? For me, it's, it's heart. For you, it's consciousness. But obviously, there is no consciousness without without centering in your heart, right. really. Consciousness no. is the direct experience, in my opinion. And mind is when, when as you said, compensation for that direct, direct experience in the moment. So the mind kind of serves as an interpreter in a way in of a the way. reality, right? Yeah. yeah. In a way, like, you know, you have, you have uh, uh, two approach, approaches towards the oneness. Uh, one is called path of love. Another one is path of meditation. Path of meditation is the path of aloneness. You're alone on your path. You, you have your mind and yourself, and you're going through the dark forest of your mind trying to find the light at the end. Mm. It's your own experience. You are alone on that journey. The other one is path of love where you are in love with someone. That like dedication, you know, devotion. And like you give your life to that person. And the person is your master, your guru, your God, your salvation, everything. So that's the beauty of love the beauty of meditation is going through the journey on your own beauty of love is going in that relationship intimate relationship with the higher self so but either way meditation path leads to love 
love path leads to meditation. <laughs> so right. it doesn't really matter. They meet and they create a circle yeah. where there is that yin and yang of two polarities meeting at one place, which is in the center of that yin and yang called one, oneness, wholeness, all togetherness. And I think you and I really perfectly represent that. I've always been about love centered and heart always since I was born, since I've become aware of myself to any to some extent. And it's not necessarily being about falling in love with someone. I've always been in love with everything, <laughs> literally yeah. everything and everyone. I would fall in love with my friends, like not romantic, not sexual, not erotic love, right. you know. I I was I've always been in love with life. I would fall in love with experiences, with mountains, with river, with you know, it's all for me, it's always been about love and people. And I always love, 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 love people always and would always gather people around me. And, and uh, you know, uh, and Ivan has always been a loner and always been about meditation and always been about consciousness. It's really interesting mm. how we came from very different positions and in many other ways too mm. and we, as we when we met and yeah. you know me the therapist you a spiritual teacher and all of that and we came from these almost seemingly diametrically opposing opposite yeah. uh, uh, positions and as you said the older we are getting and we obviously we're growing together <laughs> the more alike we are Ivan is right the more we are meeting somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, Yin and Yang, and there's, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. there's less and less difference in our approach and and our way of yeah. participating in life. You know, that's interesting. And 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 you describe it sounds like uh, Yvonne is uh, the introvert, and Lana, you're the extrovert. Yes. And yes. I was talking with a, a a student that I work with, and and I said, you know, what? How would you describe yourself, an introvert or an extrovert? She said, Well, I'm an omnivert. And I thought that was so brilliant. I love that. Yeah, because she's she's both, right? And I do think that there there is both within us, but you can oh. certainly be more one than the other. And yeah. when you have a good partner, they bring up the best in you. Now, yeah. a question for for you both, but it sounds like Lana, you, you sort of identify with the heart, and Yvonne, you you. Uh, uh, sort of associate with the mind and consciousness which one is more true i mean there's a degree of uh falseness in both of them perhaps but which one is more true your emotions or your thoughts both are true <laughs> that's the beauty of it and both right. are false and both are false from which right. angle both are true it. and both lie to you okay so your emotions will lie to you because sometimes maybe you'll feel angry because you feel hurt by somebody's something that somebody mm. might have done or said. So emotions lie to, lie to you that you have the right to demand certain way of being treated or that you have right to expect something. And um, they definitely can lie to you and often do. And so the thoughts, thoughts like, as Ivan said, there is no original thought. Occasionally, a little bit, we keep adding. We all live in this collective soup of thoughts. And we are and everything is we are information fields, and we have information fields around us, and we are in this collective information field, and we're channeling this or that, and that may be adding a little bit of uniqueness here and there. So hence we evolve. But other than that, really, I, I don't think you can say, uh, you know, either or one or the other. The, the only, again, the only, so uh, what Ivan uh, also, what Ivan, I want to say that Ivan distinguishes between emotions and feeling. Mm. He, if I may, you, no, yeah, you yeah, say feeling, like love this. is the only original and true feeling and emotions are everything else. So that's why I said both are not true and they are true at the same time. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're right. Does it make sense? I mean, I'm still wrapping my, my, my head around it because um, it seems like, like, correct me if I'm wrong, 
but there's a there's a dance that is constantly happening between our thoughts and our emotions and the emotions feed the thoughts and the thoughts feed the emotions is that yeah, kind of what you're saying absolutely true absolutely yeah. true body and mind are uh, you know a one one entity one aspect right. one is visible another one is invisible you see you don't see your thoughts but your thoughts are controlling your body you know and you know whether you are on this pendulum on left or right whether you are positive or right. negative or somewhere in between there is always causes and consequences you know because you are doing something that might seems natural process but but it's not it's very unnatural so mind process is very unnatural process because body is controlled by the mind it should be allowed to rejuvenate itself heal itself uh going to this equilibrium but the mind is controlling it and as a consequence of that control the body is releasing certain chemical components that resonates or uh, uh, uh or are uh, uh, uh they become a reflection of the thinking so as a confirmation of that of that already you know uh, established reality by the mind you see the feeling is neglected the feeling of being alive feeling of love mm-hmm. feeling of understanding feeling of compassion feeling of kindness and gratitude and thankfulness and all of those feelings that come from the feeling of being alive that's only one feeling which is equal love feeling alive is the field or the possibility for something to happen you know love is the force is the energy is the movement and consciousness is the driver of that little vehicle love and light you yeah. see and if there is no consciousness then the mind takes over creating something that 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 compensates for lack of feeling of the la- of being alive because and, mind wants separate life and the same if there's no love then the emotions come so an emotion uh, is always dualistic there's always right. love and hate and you yes. swing between those and two. they are very what close. i'm talking about different love is right. the, that kind of we call it unconditional love you don't put any condition on your love if you are in this duality you put condition i love my kid more than anyone else that's very conditional love you see unconditional love is i love myself the same as i love everyone else because everyone else is me because we all share the oneness we all breathe the same air my body might be different than yours my mind might be different tuned differently into different frequency than yours emotions might fluctuate depending on that frequency like vibration dif- being different but on the existential level we are one and the same right. you are conscious that you are alive i'm conscious that i'm alive so it, what what are the differences yeah. and and it's not superior or inferior consciousnesses consciousness Yeah. What do you mean? What is what inferior or superior? Well, there's I, I, there's no value. Like we all have the same value. Your consciousness yeah. is not superior yeah. or inferior to mine. It's mm-hmm. the same. There's no there's exactly, the exactly. Right. But but you but know. you have you have different perception of course, yeah, which yeah. is very unique perception to contribute for overall wholeness. Because your perception is absolutely important perception for the wholeness to be absolutely completed as the wholeness and for the wholeness and expansion of it. And I'm just thinking, you know, all of this may sound too metaphysical for some people because I know it would have been for me 30 years ago when we met. So, you know, I, I would like to kind of try to put that in a little bit more concrete terms Done. coming from... From a position of a clinical psychologist, right? Yeah. And the, and so um, I, this is how I perceive it. I'm thinking about, for example, my clients. Let's say, uh, let's say um, a client, and obviously a lot. I mean, I have seen lots of people with this particular issue, where they have been very badly wounded emotionally as children. So they 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 were they had. They were not um, able to connect with their heart and with their soul. They had to disconnect to and to survive, to go into a shell, right? Right. So what happens is they developed emotions of being hurt, and uh, you know, the, and distrust, and a position like an existential position of distrust. And you know, basic belief that life is dangerous and people are out to get them. 
right? And so from that position, as you said, emotions feed the thoughts in the other way around. From that position, the, the thoughts that they filter, I can't say they originate from them because we've already established that they don't they originate from us. They are just going right. through us and we're picking them up from the information field with our little antenna, but we are filtering only those that will serve our basic belief that comes from our wounded emotion, which we emotions, which we call ego, right? Uh, and so what happens then, those, those thoughts will uh, reinforce those feelings that the world is dangerous. For example, their partner says something um, and, I, and they perceive it as passive aggressive. I just had a recent example with a client of that. When they said, look at this passive aggressive message from my partners. And I looked at the message and to me, it seemed really loving and kind. And I said, I'm not, I don't understand. What do you mean? Where's the passive aggression here? And this person is so unused to kindness that they perceive that as passive because there must be something behind that. Therefore, it's passive aggression. So you see the emotion lied to them and then they, <clears throat> pardon me, and they developed uh, uh, untruthful thoughts on the basis of that. And so they filter their life experiences through that, through that filter. And so both both are lying. And so and so what happens is at what we do, whether in our work with the medicine, and I would love to hear a little bit about your experience, by the way, later, or as therapists, as healers, <clears throat> we help people heal those wounds so they can get back to their heart. And that's what we mean by love. Once you get back to that place where you know you are okay, basically, and you know more others are basically okay, and the world is basically a safe and beautiful place, of course, there's lots of bad things happening as well, and you're aware of that. But for the most part, it's all good. It all comes from one good place. It all originates from one love, from one good place. And once you are able to feel to set to settle into that trust that's what we mean by love then you love yourself as you are you accept yourself as you are you love others as they are you have enough compassion to let them be who they are mm -hmm. if they need help you help them if 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 they call for your guidance if you can guide them you guide them if you can't you you know you don't you tell them that you can't but you love but but you don't force, you don't try to force right. anyone to change uh, because you love them enough to uh, respect their on their own journey. And that's love too, allowing them to un unfold their own journey. Mm -hmm. so, right? Well, and, and very much, there was a book that was written like a hundred years ago, something like that. And it's called, As a Man Thinketh, He Becomes. Yeah. Right? But, you know, you can extend that to anybody as you think Absolutely. that's what you become, right? Totally. So going back to frequencies and what you're looking for is what you see, which is, and, and I, I said we wouldn't touch too much on this, but this is just an example with everything going on in social media and all the negativity and all that stuff. There are frequencies that seem to be being broadcasted to convey a certain message to people. And you know, this isn't me being a conspiracy theorist, but there's a manipulation of the mind that is happening at an unprecedented rate in the 21st century. Well, I, I think my husband here could literally spend next few days. So <laughs> yes, that, yes. I'm not going to let him. No. But uh, if I'm. Well, I mean, I would love to, but we we might lose yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably have something to say, but I want to just say that add to that that. Yes, I totally, I mean, I cannot disagree with that, but I also see the opposite movement too. Mm. Never have I ever witnessed this many positive, loving, compassionate messages and posts on social media, just like the letter that I mentioned earlier, right. mm. you know? And so I, I think it's both, you know, the more that there is a pull 
for like the more manipul attempt to manipulate us and pull us into unconsciousness, the more there's the opposing. There's always duality, right? Yeah, duality, right. master. Yes, it's it's it, it's like a mind is like a pendulum. Yes, know? pendulum. History is like it a moves. pendulum. It moves yeah. from left yeah. to right, from positive to negative. Yeah, and it cannot cross the fine line. It has to go back. You see, so when the positive moves to negative, it is building the momentum of the negative. Mm. And then it reaches the final point of negative. At that point, in that negative, going towards the positive, it is building the momentum of positive. So there's nothing positive and negative. Everything negative is positive and everything positive is negative. It's just the way you see it. Distance yourself from what you're observing. Then you become a witness of it. Then you know that it's just a play. You know, negative is helping right. positive, positive helping negative. They are, it's like magnetism. Plus and minus, they attract yes. in order for the movement. That's all. And the electricity and all of that. So it's and the attraction. And the question from me, the heart-centered person is, can we love it all? Can we, can love, we love it all? all? The positive, negative. Can we love Tr Trump and Biden? And not necessarily approve uh, this or the, uh, yeah, yeah. whatever they're doing or whatever they're saying. Can we just love all of that because we are aware that we are all one and whatever they're doing that's coming out of the hurt, out of their pain, out of their unconsciousness that people mm. actually start hate, that people hate. Can we not hate that? Can we, can we have compassion for that and see where that comes from and and want to heal that by just loving it all and loving it all does not mean endorsing it all and it does not yeah. mean tolerating it all right yeah i you think see, that's important it, it is this reality was created by the mind and maintained by the mind and that's called yeah. intellect intellectual thinking logic rational of course when you logically think and when you don't have uh, that infinite uh, uh, force called service to others. You have only service to self. Then it becomes twisted. Then service to others becomes service to self. Then you want right. only for yourself. And those clicks, they click into your own perception, you know, how to enrich, how to get more power. It becomes very corrupted because mind is very corrupted. And the entire entire system was based on corruption because it is thinking about it you know right it is not following the law of one it is following the law of many because we, if you have law of many then you have to control those many that's what we talked at the beginning about chaos how to find order in chaos you cannot find order in chaos because who is trying to find an order in chaos someone who is incapable of understanding that chaos is actually in perfect order if you bring consciousness into it and I'm wondering just whether it's inevitable to have broken political systems simply because, let me put it this way, people who are heart-centered and consciousness-centered, people who are highly evolved, really have not much interest in ruling the world and creating politics. And those who do, usually, they almost always do it out of their wounded places, out of their unhealed unconscious wounds so if the system is created out of the unconscious unhealed wounds it cannot be healthy <laughs> it cannot serve right? you because it's very unhealthy it's disconnected from the from the from the you know primordial teaching the teaching called love and life and light those are three aspects love light and life and so if you don't follow love and light and love then I don't know what kind of principles you follow. Follow principle of domination and control and, and trying to find order in chaos, which is impossible well, and control, you know, task by the control. mind because mind is very limited yeah, and finite. Yeah. You know? But one, one thing that I think is huge is this idea of trying to control things. That's what religion is. That's what politics is. It's this idea of trying to control us or others or whatever. And like you're saying... It's like let, letting things, there's, there's a term in uh, Buddhism, it's called ek, equin, equanimity, equanimous. Are you familiar with that term? Yeah. 
Yeah. What What does that What does that mean to you guys? I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not gonna try to. Um, honestly, not a Buddhist, and I don't know. No worries. I mean, yeah. like if you if you can listen the word and go to the dictionary, then we can find the meaning that is created by thinkers. But what's the real meaning of it, and right. how that meaning was applied in that time? I don't know really. But what I know is neutrality is the key, and maybe the, that, that's, that's the that word. Is. Talking about neutrality, yeah. being in that middle point, because you know Buddha was talking about you know middle way. What's the middle way? You know, don't take part in in mind's equation. Use your mind, but do not be used by it. You know, it's a tool. It's a way. It's a portal. Use those social conditioned thoughts in order to designate, create, and communicate, but do not get attached to it. And that's the problem. 99.99% of people are attached to the mind, which is socially indoctrinated. And that's why we have chaos in unconsciousness. You know, you can't fight the war with, with peace because the fight is involved, meaning the mind. So you can't achieve anything with demonstration. Who is demonstrating? The mind is demonstrating. The mind is rebelling. You know, you can't change with the war. Who is creating the war? The mind is. So you have to go to the heart. But only way it's going through, you know, understanding and loving your mind as a tool, not cursing it, not running away from it, not trying to delete it, but just include the mind in your own consciousness. And the mind will be perfect servant and the world will be at bliss. So could there ever be a time, we talked about this pendulum and the ch ch right? The back and forth. Could there ever be a period in time when it's not just you, you who's, who's balanced, but the whole world is balanced. Could that ever happen? Not in, not in time because right. You know, everything that's born in time will die in time. <laughs> right. So you have to attain this timeless reality, that spaceless reality, that reality, which is beyond the mind, beyond your thinking, you know, you can't really be yourself when you think about yourself. You can only be yourself when you delete thinking about yourself. Then you discover your true self, which is beyond the mind, that mystery point. So do you, do you believe that in this kind of, in this way of existence, these 3D bodies that we have, this reality that we have co-created, co it's possible to have that uh, perfect uh state of collective no, consciousness no no you see buddha when buddha, that's why it's called utopia because yeah, it's impossible it's impossible <laughs> enlightened when buddha got enlightened as every enlightened person you know ascending just going and saying i'm not attached to this reality you know my my job is finished i'm moving i i'm going to my you know office and i'm going to operate this reality from my office whoever clicks wants to knock on my office it's free office i mean whatever <laughs> i'm kidding anyway. but it will ascend yeah it will go into this oneness you see uh but buddha stayed and everyone asked buddha why didn't you go like every other master before after enlightenment he said i you know i i cut my karma you know, I come to understanding that I don't understand, and that becomes my understanding. But I have a duty and obligation to my body because my body didn't finish its own karma, and my body served me well. Right. You know, now my body is getting old, and it needs to really come to the term of oneness as well because my body got, my body got affected by my by my screwed mind. Now I find the peace with my mind. My mind is open. It does not hold any thoughts that are clogging me and, and my connection to my heart, you see. So I have to respect my body, give love to my body and wait and help my body to, you know, delete the karma and then I'm going to ascend. Which, which kind of brings us almost naturally into the ceremony itself, if you guys are okay talking about ah. that. <laughs> I'm curious anyway, yes, to hear to hear about it from your perspective, okay. <laughs> as you are probably from ours. Well, it, it was very much like how we approach life is what we get out of life. That's sort of my belief. If you have an open mind, you're going to get something out of every experience that you're in, right? But if you have a Absolutely. closed mind, you're not going to get anything out of it, right? Yeah. That said, this would be a powerful experience for anybody 
who was to do it, who was to try this, right? Yeah. Now, are, are, are you guys okay to maybe describe a little bit about the ceremony? Because sure. it's, it's what not? you guys do, so yeah. Um, well, <laughs> okay, so um, what we normally, do you mean, do you want me to describe what happens in the ceremony, like uh, in terms of structure or, uh, or, or the internal processes that people go through or both? Yeah, talk about the processes that people go through. Okay. Because I, I, I truly believe that this is, uh, like, have you ever heard of EMDR? Well, I'm a clinical psychologist and psychotherapist, and I, I specialize in trauma. I have right. done thousands of hours of EMDR sessions with clients. So. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and I've done it once, okay? And I paid like 350 bucks for this or 450 bucks, something crazy. And then yeah. I did this, and I was like, holy shit. I think this is a way more effective Absolutely. medium That's of a, getting some actual healing out of this. Is it absolutely. intense? Yeah, it's very intense. So anyways, that's just kind of where I'm coming I, into this. I fully so. agree as a trauma specialist, as I said, and I have yeah. performed, as I said, thousands of hours of EMDR um, uh, on the clients. Uh, you call it trauma surgeries. Trauma surgeries, yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, the ceremony journey with psychedelics, with spirit plant medicine, is like, in my opinion, it's like, I don't know, many thousand times probably um, faster, deeper, more mm. efficient, more economical too. As you said, you know, how many MDR sessions do you need for each trauma in your life? And how many trauma... A traumatic incidents have you has one had in their lives right and and one journey with spirit plant medicine can address all of that and go even deeper go beyond that like in my first journey i went into i went into uh my mother's trauma when she was a child because that was needed for me to see so that i can actually uh kind of gain a cognitive understanding but also heart-based understanding of of how she raised me and why I have certain trauma, right? It's it's incredible. In my um, in my first um, journey with the medicine that we use with the local medicine, I went into my own birth when I was when I was in in actually when I was in utero and birth and experience re-experienced some traumatic situations there from a different position, from a healing position. And it was amazing. Right. And and so yes, uh so what happens is, um, I think for the, I mean, the, those experiences, you know, there's a word ineffable, ah, ineffable. There is, how do you put into words something so metaphysical, something so, something that we don't have frame of reference for, we don't have vocabulary for really, but I, I'm still going to try, obviously. So what happens is mm. that... Um, the, the whole psychedelic part, in my opinion, the reason that these medicines are psychedelic and give us hallucinations and all of that, I think that's just to distract the mind. So the, the, so the, the, the mind is like a gatekeeper. So you have to give a shiny toy to the gatekeeper so that he becomes preoccupied, so you can go past through the gate. <laughs> and and I think, would you agree, Han? And the shiny toy could be like hallucinations, visions, whatever. And most people seek those, but that's not the point. I mean, that's lovely. It's beautiful. I saw the first time I ever did that, I saw uh, the flower of life, and I saw the whole universe being in a pattern of beautiful colored uh, light, Light, uh, uh, the beautiful colored lights uh, in this arranged in this pattern. And it was stunning. It was beautiful. And in a way, it, it did inform me to some extent. Yes, it did. It informed me that we are all, that we are all like in the same pattern, that we are all one with everything and everyone and of the beauty of existence and the world. But more importantly, it distracted my mind. And so what happens when the mind is distracted, the medicine goes in and it goes straight to where the trauma was uh, right. being traumatized. It could be from this life, could be even from previous 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 lives, because I've been through that too. And it literally 
takes us to those places and often we are aware, often we go, we are aware that we are revisiting our past. Let's say we find ourselves all of a sudden seeing ourselves as a child in a painful situation. Majority of people have those um, experiences that mm. are quite specific and concrete. Some people don't have any of that, but feel somehow that some healing is happening and they may not have any specific um understanding as to what's being healed but most people mm. do know and revisit old wounds and and somehow emerge out, out of out of the ceremony feeling healed and feeling different and freer and wholer and and my in my opinion what heals and we can speak on in i guess we can speak in the biochemistry terms or spiritual terms we are not biochemists so we can't really tell you much about that other than there's definitely something happens on the biochemical level and the level of neurotransmitters for sure. That's proven. There's been lots of research about that, but we are more interested in this other, like more metaphysical aspect right. really. And because we've experienced it so many times, what we tap into is the love. We literally, and consciousness, we literally enter the realm of love, pure love, which is pure consciousness. They are actually one. They are not consciousness, love, different. They're just male mm. and female aspect of the one. And you and, and we enter into that realm. And, and then when we revisit the old wounds in that realm, they immediately get healed because we get, we get different perspective on everything, not just cog cognitively, in every way. We get the direct knowing, which that's what makes it in, in, ineffable. It's, it's absolutely brilliant how you explain that. You see, uh, also, uh, you know, uh, the mind is going to give you phantasmagoric images and visions that might be related to a certain aspect of certain aspect of you that you don't like, you don't want, and it does not belong to you. Right. You know, yeah. But the medicine is going to bypass that and take you directly to your soul. Because generally, we are disconnected from our soul. We are only in our thoughts, thinking and worrying and making choices and trying hard to believe and hope and do this, do that, right. you know, neglecting the soul, neglecting the heart, not listening to the heart messages, always thinking about it. So this is direct mm. jump into your soul. And the soul knows. And the soul would, would want to purify itself, would like to compassionately, loving, lovingly help you to see the glitches in your system called traumas. And you visit those glitches. And with the soul, that is so loving and compassionate is going to guide you to distance you, disconnect yourself, detach yourself from it. You know, while the mind is there, still amused, you see, with its images and all of that, which helps in a way, because then the mind is cooling down in a bit. And, right. and while you remove the, the attachment, the trauma, you're removing, consequently, some pieces of your thinking, beliefs, definitions, Mm -hmm. Doubts, all of those that created, recreating the, the situations of trauma. Right? You delete that, yeah. and um, in, with the thoughts, emotional, you know, attachments goes with it. You clear your mind, you know, from that energy imprints that that got attached to the trauma and reinforcing it. And so that's why this is the shortcut to your soul that you can finally reunite with your own self. You're visible, soul is invisible. You have to meet those two into one, and then the healing will happen spontaneously. Well, and, and, and I almost feel like it's like a weight. You're just taking, you're taking baggage off, right? These yeah. weights that you hold, and, you know, the next day, like I was exhausted after, uh, and, you know, all your senses are kind of like elevated afterwards, but it's almost like you're taking the trash out in your brain, in your body, in your soul yeah. kind yeah, of thing, right? Exactly. Like you do like a detox or something. Totally. Now, when I did that ceremony, we started with the, the breathe wave and man, that was like, what a, a, a warm up 
I can't even call it a warm up. It'd be like seeing the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. You know, I know what I mean? Right? Like two great, yeah. Like like there's not really a you know. Anyways, so yeah. that yeah. experience was like just un unreal. Like I was crying, hit like yeah. I, I haven't cried like that since. Uh, yeah, since my dog died, probably. Like it was, but in such a cathartic, healing way, mm. right? And mm. then having all. Uh, having the angels there is, is their, their name is, and it's a, it's a pretty accurate title, right? I mean, they're there yeah. to help you through this. You're not doing this by yourself. And I think that that's a huge piece in this uh, ceremony, right? Absolutely. And they are designed. And you are guided as well. It, exactly. And yeah. Everything yeah. from the beginning, you know, it's like preparation towards, towards that letting go and knowing how to travel in a way. And then interfering, like how oh, you know, we will interfere and move move you out of your mind glitch in order to get a real yes, truthful uh, experience that's your soul wanting to reunite with you. And and the, and you're right, these ceremonies are designed very uh particularly. Yeah, you know, everything is there for it's purpose. For purpose, yes. Yeah. So the way we start with breathway, as you said, it's like it's like having a psychedelic experience without taking any psychedelics. Like, how right. awesome is that? Without anything, you know. I couldn't believe substance. it. I, I, I was know. like, what is happening? Yeah. And the yelling, because um, uh, Dr. Wong was there, and he was like, you know, ah, and I was doing it. It was, I was having, like, body convulsions. It was the craziest thing ever. And And, again, you know, just free your mind, like, because your part Absolutely. of me is like, is this, is this like, is my mind playing a trick on me? I'm, you know, fuck it, <laughs> and right? That's your, I'm just going to feel that's it. that's your mind playing a trick on you, you yeah. know, by, yeah. by introducing that thought. So, yes, and that's why we start with that. It's As you said, it's a warm-up. It's not a warm-up. It's a journey on its own, yes. a healing journey. And then we we always provide a lecture after that. And, mm. and for the lack of a better word, I can't say it's lecture. We never have ever spoken the same uh, like about this in the same way or about the same things. And, and so we've done so many ceremonies. We literally said, absorb the information, the energetic information of the group. As I said, everything is information. And we open ourselves up and we start talking. Whatever comes, whatever. And every time what we talk, we talk for about half an hour, hour. It's always different and it's always relevant for that particular group for some reason. We don't necessarily right. censor yeah. it. We don't censor it. We don't necessarily often even know why exactly that. You're not politically correct. Sometimes we'll just <laughs> talk about what happened to us on the way there. I remember yeah. once we had an we had an argument, little argument on the way there. And I don't started, believe it. You guys never get in fights. Oh yeah, we I'm do, just kidding. We do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's real yeah. though. Conflict <laughs> is conflict is real. Absolutely. If you love somebody, yeah. if you love somebody, you are prepared to get into conflicts with them. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You go into conflict with kindness, real. compassion, and 100%. love for the other person and yeah. for yourself because you don't want to lose in that battle because it is battle between two minds in a way, yeah. but also the melting of two hearts totally and you know what once i said to a client i remember many years ago a client said to me uh something like my uh, like me and my my husband and i never fight i said oh my god how can you endure that <laughs> yeah i was like what the hell that's a terrible relationship you never fight yeah but anyway what i wanted to say mm -hmm. is at that time we sat and that sat with me and i thought well you know i we always really make a conscious effort to stay in our integrity. And I just, that's what came to me. That was prominent to me. And I just said, okay, we just had an argument in the car and it was about this. And this is where I'm sitting now. And we resolved it like that. And they've all looked at us like, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then it turned out the whole group was about, Practically, when they were giving us later, when they were talking about their intentions, that it was all about conflicts in relationships. So was that a coincidence that we had that little conflict and that I felt like I cannot not talk about that? Because if I talked about something else, I would have felt like I wasn't congruent. 
Right. So I don't think there's a that's a coincidence. That's yeah. the so, frequency again, right? Yeah, but absolutely. You, at the moment, the moment you decide to go on the journey, that moment the medicine start working. That's true. And that's true. So I'm, and I'm, I'm still in the middle of describing yeah. this. So, so that's why we we talk. We give these lectures because it's really just, again, I don't like the word channeling. It it sounds too new agey, but literally picking up the information from the collective field of information and just conveying it, relaying it to the group, and it's always accurate. And then we have little meditation often designed by Ivan. Well, we uh, have actually always uh, a meditation designed by Ivan to just keep us safe and create a safe bubble yes. for us. Yeah. And then we, uh, we, we, share, uh, we share intentions because everyone comes with a conscious intention. We're not there to party or to have fun. Yeah. We're there to heal transform, transcend, grow, whatever the intention for anyone is, sometimes very particular and specific, sometimes a little bit more generic for everyone. And we help people redefine the intentions because often people yeah. are kind of confused and it's very important to have clarity. If you want to, as Ivan said, if you're asking something of the universe, you have to be, be clear as to what you're asking. Otherwise, Specifically. how are you going to receive when, like, when, when there's no clarity, right? What are you going to receive? So, and we help through that process. Then we drink the medicine again with, uh, with reverence for yes. it, you know, very consciously. And, and then people lie down and uh, sometimes we guide them through breathing meditation. Sometimes we don't. It depends how we feel the group, how the maestro mainly feels because Ivan is the lead maestro, the lead healer. We really follow him. And... Uh, and we are also healers, but uh, most of the time we run everything by him before we do anything. And what I mean by that is as the as the medicine starts working on people, we also play music that Ivan yeah. has compiled over decades. And it's amazing, as you know. And uh, and during the, the ceremony, we actually are often uh, always approach people when it's needed and help them. As Ivan said, we guide them. Often people get stuck in a little glitch because it's very easy to get stuck in the process. And that's why Ivan always gives the teaching of allow, accept, and let go. Don't just get stuck in that process. People get stuck and get attached to their trauma as well. Sometimes they, they revisit that old pain and they almost feel like it's, a, it's noble to get to stay mm. in that pain forever and then we will pull them out Ivan will literally perform healings on all levels physical if, if he sees that somebody somebody has some physical ailments or emotional or whatever else is or guiding spiritually and most and very most often people feel on one level or another that something has been done and happened in our last ceremony Ivan was pulling something invisible out of a woman's belly and she was screaming literally scream blood curling screams right and and this is on on the weekend the last one this last one Holy yes and wow. afterwards the man next to her uh like a little bit later started screaming but very shortly briefly and with all the and afterwards the woman said uh she has had many psychedelic experiences before ceremonially she said but i've never felt this i feel free i don't know what you did but you took something out of me and she had her eyes closed when he was working on her she said i feel free and the man said next to her who he it was the, his first time ever uh, doing anything like that and he said i took something from her and processed it and expelled it and that was what my scream was about and he was full of gratitude for that experience that he was able to serve like that and he was just so beautiful and open-hearted and open-minded and he ran immediately said i'm gonna get all my friends here <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so it's not just us that we provide yes. healing they other people heal each other we heal every time we heal we 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 cry, we purge in some way. We do it for everyone, not just for ourselves, too. And and that was something that I wrote down. I mean, uh, at the beginning, it sounds like 
there's the individual conscious, but there's also something that kind of is binding us all together. Right. And that is the great, you know, not to be too new agey, but that's the great unknown. And uh, I mean, that's what I think, I guess. And I'll never forget when we were doing the ceremony and I was like, you know, doing my thing. And, and uh, uh, Yvonne came up and he said, breathe through your heart, brother. And I was like, whoa, right? Like it was like, and it was such an amazing journey. And I, 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 you know, I almost want to do it again because uh, during the breathe waves, I had a very specific intention. And then in the second one, because I was so like, coming off the peak of that one, I wasn't, I, I, maybe I was too, my intention wasn't what I wanted. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it was like, I want to, I want to be uh, clear what my intention is next time. Right. And that's to yes. experience healing. I just wanted to experience a journey and a new understanding. And I definitely got that and I'm grateful for it. Right. I'm making it sound like I'm not grateful, but really if anybody wants to experience healing, I highly recommend this as somebody who's tried all kinds of other things like the EMDR. This is like the next level, right? Yeah. Especially because there's, there's, it's not just you and a therapist. It's you and maestros and a group. I don't know. There's just something. Yeah, sure. Maybe if you were to open your eyes and look, it might look a little new agey, whatever. Just yeah. stop thinking. And just experience it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's pure magic, isn't it? It's yeah. really something, something different, and and that's why we do it, and that's why I don't do EMDR anymore. <laughs> yes. I do this because we want to see people heal fast. I mean, what a great, what can be a greater reward for your work than seeing amazing results for any work, any job, right? Mm. And we get that reward regularly. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's really beautiful. And it's not even, I mean, we work hard, but really the work is yours. Yes. We, we work it's what hard you... to assist you. Yeah, but yeah. you see, there is, no, there is no healer and healing here. We are all healers and we are all healing. Right. You know, we all help each other. So your healing is my healing. In a way, you know, you asked me to help you. Why did you ask me to help you? There is something inside of me that you want mm. me to give you, to get it, to understand. And also, why you are attracted to me? There is something inside of you that needs to be in- incorporated into my being, understanding right. whatever that is. So, right. thank you very much. So, it is it is just natural flow. What I, you know, it's yes. natural flow oneness. You know, we are all like one in... in you know, and, and journeying towards the one. And I love that you, the, the things that you guys were saying was so simple, but so profound. And thank you. Like, just say thank you. Thank you for everything. And that's something that I've integrated into my life. And, you know, it makes me a much happier person. I did just look at the time and we are at an hour. And my wife, she wants me home for, uh, for dinner. So we have to do this again. True. So absolutely. And you know what? You literally took words out of my mouth. I was (laughs) going to say, my mother made dinner and it smells so good. I really want to go eat now. (laughs) Okay. Well, guys, I love you. Thank you so much. Love you too. Awesome. We'll do this again. And yes, you will come back to the ceremony again. It would be an honor. It'd be an honor. The last thing too is it reminded me what the most important thing in my life is. And that's your family, right? There's life is just a constant distraction, but the most important thing is your family, your friends. And, you know, thank you guys for your love. Thank you for reminding me that. Thank you. So welcome. Thank you. All right. Take care. I'll see you guys. Yeah. Okay. Bye now. Once again, that was Yvonne and Lana Rados sharing with us the importance of going deep into who you are and how you understand and your consciousness and what we can find on our journeys through our own psyche. I so deeply value these two and the work that they're doing to make the world a better place.
in a day and age that seems like it's so wrapped up in the collectivist identity, this sort of, you know, doing what everybody else is doing and forgetting about our own uniqueness, they are helping us redefine and re-explore that. So I thank them for the work that they're doing and that, that they continue to do. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and have a wonderful day. Thank you again for listening. I'm Robert Grant, and I'm probably wrong about everything.